Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Strange Relationship from Sign of the Times, first recorded in 1982 at the Kiowa Trail uh, home studio. Um, uh, Prince recorded a number of tracks, you know, back in, in the day there, and um, obviously they featured Wendy and Lisa. Um, and over time, obviously, Wendy and Lisa left Prince's band. And so Prince kind of, he did some more like reworking of the song in the summer of 1985, um, kind of uh, not not minimizing their involvement, but just kind of reworking it. So, that, you know, there weren't that their kind of backing vocals weren't really there. Um, and then um, in 1986, uh, late 1986, Prince once again did some remixing of it and um, had Eric Leeds record some saxophone. And if you know the song, you'll know that there is no saxophone on it. So, um, and all that took place at uh, Sunset Sound, which is where, you know, Prince obviously uh, recorded a lot of stuff. And the version that, you know, Prince was working on in 86 was originally going to be uh, for the Camille album. Um, but then, you know, it was, it was uh, once the, you know, everything was reworked, it was kind of dropped from the Camille album and, and moved on to Sign of the Times. The track was released on the 30th of March, 1987. Uh, like I said, it's, it's mostly just prints. Uh, the re-recorded version features some, some use of the, uh, the, the sampler that Prince had bought. Uh, the, um, I believe it's the Fairlight CMI3. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Fairlight and the Lynn drum machine. And so, um, you know, the track is four minutes and four seconds. And joining me to talk about this track is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey, Darren. Well, it's, I, I just want to say first that it, it, it's getting colder. And if you know me well, I don't like winter. But I do seem to get a kick out of doing people cold. And that's a real shame on my <laughs> I always find it funny that Prince sings that because, you know, he lives in a place that is oh, like yeah. freezing cold nine months of the year. So the fact that he says he, he doesn't like winter... Uh, I guess I mean you know specifically winter, but you know in Minneapolis you know is is summer winter is autumn winter spring winter like I I don't know I've never been out uh, I, well actually I was in Chicago over the summer but uh, over the summer though so I don't know but I know in Chicago yeah. they only have two seasons construction and winter um, so as to my <laughs> understanding it is a li- it, that is what uh, that region is known for um, but I, I you know yeah. I never even thought about I it's weird I'm getting I'm trying to get to a point where I don't think too much of a uh, bi- biographical sense for Prince's lyrics. Uh, so it didn't even dawn on me that he's fr- being from like Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's cold there. I just kind of take it yeah. as, you know, I, I look at it as a really cool turn of phrase, that opening line. I mean, it certainly is, but it's just one of those kind of ironies that yeah. kind of strikes me. And, you know, there are some songs later on, in, you know, where Prince does reference where he lives kind of explicitly. Uh, and talks about the snow and that kind of stuff. So you know, uh, there are some there are some of his songs where you know his his location does kind of come into play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is just a great kind of opening opening lines. Um, for what I'm gonna say is, um, I mean, I want to say, I mean, it's not a ballad, but it, no. I, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like a love song, and it's interesting because it's all in a minor key. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all like B minor, G minor, D minor, like everything's in a minor key. So I, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of it's one of those kind of things where I feel like it's almost you can't peg it to a single genre. That's weird, because on my end, I, I've always taken it as definitely a, a pop song. I, I, I never yeah. even like ballad. It never occurred to me because of how the stomp, how the stomp of the song kind of moves and how the song moves in general. I always think of it as a 
pop song or something that can be played on the radio, even though it's in a minor key, even though it is, the lyrics are pretty regretful and very dark. Um, yeah. I always kind of think of it as a pop souls kind of song. Because I guess the lyrics are probably the reason why I wouldn't really think of it as a pop song. It's it, because, um, you know, obviously <laughs> the fact that he starts off saying, you know, he doesn't like winter, but he, he gets a kick out of doing you cold. Like, mm. You know, it's almost like this thing that he knows this person doesn't like and he's kind of like needling them and kind of like deliberately doing it almost to kind of get a rise out of them. That's that's the way the way it seems to kind of, um, you know, obviously that's what the title Strange Relationship might yeah. seems to refer to. Um, certainly from my point of view, that's how I see it. So um, I, I've I've always gotten a lot more of the regret angle of it. Um, OK. And when, when you're kind of, when you're talking about the needling or I, I mean, Torture is not the best word, but kind of like just, <laughs> just teasing, maybe. Yeah, maybe teasing. But I've always taken it as a little bit of, and looking more and listening to it more as more of kind of like about a, an, an abusive relationship in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's I don't know physical, but definitely like emotional yeah. and psychological. The fact that he says, you know, oh, what the hell, you always surrender. Yeah. So this person, you know, whatever whatever Prince, I mean, we're not going to say it's Prince, but the character that, yeah. you know, Prince is singing the point of view from here, you know, whatever that person says, you know, or does to this other person, they seem to kind of acquiesce. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, of course, it's what's this strange relationship that we hold on to. So obviously, it's almost like the person is saying, why, why are we still together? It's yeah. Like, the only way oh, we yeah. can be together is, is and, it, and obviously it kind of comes out in um, in what is the chorus where, it, you know, it's like, baby, I just can't stand to see you happy. More, More than, than that, I hate, hate to, to see you sad. And the, the honey, if you left me, I, I just might do something rash. Like... And the fact that the whole song, like you say, is very kind of like upbeat and bouncy uh-huh. and, you know, that, that kind of, um, you know, the, the kind of the drum beat and the, the kind of the, the music behind it are so kind of like, um, even though they're in a minor key, they are, they feel very kind of like upbeat and it kind of contrasts with what the lyrics are saying. Yeah, it's, it's always kind of a moving, it's a song that has a lot of momentum. Yeah. That's how I, I, I look at it. That's why I think yeah. it, it's so hard. I mean, if, to... you look at the st- if you look at the structure, there's no real kind of like middle eight or no. like solo, apart from the, the kind of like the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, like, which just kind of is a refrain of the of the main melody anyway. Yeah. Like there's, there's no kind of, there's, the song doesn't really stop to ever kind of be like, here's, here's kind of like a middle eight or a solo in there. It's it's just always relentlessly going on. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't take you, it, it really puts you, the music puts you into, I guess, the, either the headspace of the character, which this was for the uh, Camille record uh, at some point, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So whatever that character, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to do more research on it, but whatever that character was, whatever that means to that character, uh, the song itself just kind of puts you as a listener there, um, yeah. Through it, and you're, there's no real escape from it. Like a middle eight would be maybe a little bit of levity, uh, or just like yes. a, a breather in, in that song. But it doesn't have that. And but I think that's what I kind of uh, I, I like about it is that it just kind of holds holds you. And yeah, that's why. And I, I think it kind of creates a little bit of a kind of almost like claustrophobia. Like the person who's singing the song, they're not gonna they're not gonna stop and let you get a word in. No. They're gonna keep kind of laying out what their thoughts are. Mm. Um, particularly when he, you know he says, "I I came and took your love. I took your body. I took all the self respect you ever had." I mean, 
that's kind of like a very dark line for you know for the Camille to be singing about. And then when he says, "I took you for your ride," and baby, I'm sorry. So there's only a tiny bit of regret there. And then he says, "The more you love me, sugar, the more it makes me mad." I mean, you know, if if you were to kind of take that just that verse and turn it into like a short film, people would be probably very disturbed by it because. <laughs> You know, it is so kind of like dark. And yet with the bouncy kind of upbeat music underneath it, you, sometimes you might not even really notice that. I've, I've taken it kind of also as a song that is about someone reflecting on just how, like strangely reflecting on how abusive he is in this relationship. And every time he, it seems like in, I think in every verse, there's always like a line where he either admits uh, his wrongdoing or admits his guilt or reflects on that. And yeah, I, I, that's why I kind of think of it more as like as someone recognizing their abusiveness and just not stopping in any way, shape or form. Well, in the next verse, he does say, you know, like, uh, isn't it a shame this ain't a movie? Then you could rewrite my every line. And now, obviously, he's, he's recording this around the time that Under the Cherry Moon is being written and directed and everything. So um, I, sometimes maybe I think I take that as Prince's regret about you know, the, the, the script for Under the Cherry Moon. Mm. Um, but I, I can he see says, yeah. And he says, I take all the blame. Yo, baby, I'm sorry. Um, but I didn't like the the way you were, so I had to make you mine. Again, you know, like, a little bit of regret, and then immediately the kind of controlling nature of this, this character, like, yeah. immediately exposed. It, it's weird. Uh, a moment ago, earlier, I was saying how much I try not to put too much of a um, autobiographical sense to uh, Prince's lyrics himself. I, I always try to separate them just a little bit, but I think what also appeals to me about this is that this feels like his most vulnerable kind of song I've ever heard him do. Like one yeah. of like one where he gets away from, you know, I'm a sex god or I'm a pop god and just like the most real kind of song about something very real, which you know, coming through another character, I it's kind of interesting that Maybe that was one way that he could do that or talk about that or talk about those feelings or talk, you know, and that's what, I mean, that, there's just so much within this song, but it's, it's such an, there are people who would kill for this kind of song to be a single for their own music and Prince just does it with no problem, makes it just an album track. I, I mean, yeah. it, it, I can imagine, I could have imagined this song being played more on like the regular, like a local pop radio station. Cause it is, cause even though it is pretty dark, it is still moving, still poppy. But I, I think that's just, I mean, there's so much going on in my head with like, this is one of those songs <laughs> that I think really kind of captured me when listening to, uh, you know, sign of the times, this was one of those songs I never knew about. And then hearing it, it's like, wow, this, this kind of catches on to me over some time. And I think it's something we haven't said is when he sings, what's this strange relationship? There's an echo of the ship, 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 which, you know, again, like I'm imagining when it was the Wendy and Lisa version, there was probably Wendy and Lisa singing that, but now it's been just kind of stripped down to Prince. It's kind of Prince doing that kind of little echo. Um, And, you know, we get to the the end of the song, and it kind of changes up. Yeah, and, you know, it, it goes. It starts as as it goes to the as it starts to go to the fade. You know, it starts. It, you have this. Um, you have the thing with um, you know, where Prince starts singing. Um, you know, you. I think you and I gotta, 
and then he starts going what's this strange relationship and then he starts going yeah yeah and that's when the, the kind of the chords change up and the song changes up and then it immediately fades and so you don't get to hear where it's going in that that kind of new direction um and i mean that's something i love about a fade out is if you're yeah. gonna fade out <laughs> pretend pretend like you're about to go on for another 10 minutes with a different type of song yeah um yeah but I, I yeah i mean I, and the thing is um you know prince did perform this live on the love sexy tour and he did it like just at a piano mm-hmm. uh and you know it's it's fun to watch because he he takes the words and he kind of really stretches them out so when he says you know i think you and i gotta he kind of really clips those words and then when he says strange relationship he really kind of stretches it out and then what you hear in the fade out that kind of the change up that's what he does for about a minute on the piano oh, wow. and kind of has the crowd get into it and it and so you get to kind of almost see where he was going to take it um, and then he kind of like stops and he, you know, he goes into, I think, when two are in love or something like that. So, you know. Well, this makes me kind of wonder just how the develop, like how every bit of the development of that song from 1982 to uh, like 1986, so it's four years, just how it morphed and what it sounded like in 82. Maybe how, maybe if the, that kind of ending of yeah, yeah, it's like the weird sampling of it. Maybe it was longer. Yeah. Maybe it was something different and how that morphed into what came out in 87 that's yeah will be really interesting to kind of learn more about because i, I was reading uh, uh <laughs> i'm talking a lot about his biography in many ways shapes or forms but i was reading one of his biographies and just how prince would work on a song over so many times and either release it or not release it and i and yeah i think the actual process and the thought behind um why he would work on a song in a certain way or what he was trying to get out of a song or what he wanted to put in a song or get across to an audience would be something I would like to learn. Uh, I've uh, recently kind of uh, I picked up Michael Jackson's Bad. But it's weird listening to a lot of Michael Jackson music and especially when he kind of... When he gets dark in a way where it seems very venomous. It's, it's a kind of uncomfortable anger he seems to have where it, it, it's kind of destructive maybe not destructive, but it's just hearing, like, I, I think of a song, like maybe something like Dirty Diana, which, you know, that's more like a rock song, that's something like try to pick up on, but it seems to that kind of be like really venomous towards certain kind of women at shows, or how the press inter- interprets that. Uh, but to kind of link that with Prince, this, these lyrics are also venomous or very dark, but he, I, I, maybe I'm being very forgiving, of it because he seems to be reflect. <laughs> he does seem to be reflecting on just how abusive he is, and yeah. it doesn't make it okay, and it doesn't make it right. It just it's interesting to see that character recognize it, and either they're justifying it or there's just no there is no justification for it, and they're just they're just bad people i know what you say i mean when it comes to michael jackson obviously um you know there are songs later in, uh, in later in his career um you know particularly like scream yeah or that yeah. one that he recorded recorded about the da who tried to prosecute him and you know there was a level of kind of like viciousness that michael jackson would bring to a song yeah that i don't think prince ever really kind of you know did even when you know they when even when he turned down we are the world and then he, you know, he did, um, I think, was it Hello? Was like the, the kind of the B-side that was like the response to the kind of controversy mm. from him doing that. 
and even that is kind of more playful than it is kind of like vicious. Yeah. And yeah, in this song, even though it is about someone clearly like manipulating a relationship and, and like they say, you know, rewriting every line, kind of making it so that, I mean, almost gaslighting someone, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. But then expressing regret, which again, might still be part of the gaslighting. But mm. like you say, each verse contains at least one line of regret just before Prince, you know, kind of says, what's this strange relationship? And I think other people might say, "What's this abusive relationship?" But I don't think that I don't think that would scan as nicely. So you know, I think Prince went with strange. Yeah, because um, that works. That works in terms of the syllables. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I need. I should need to say this. Um, but five out of five. Absolutely, yeah, five out of five. Uh, again, like one of those album tracks that could have been, uh, should have been a single. Um, yeah. I, I think other artists would have killed for it at the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like a really gripping kind of song that's only about three or four minutes about that. Four minutes and four seconds. Yeah. yeah. It's already, I mean, it's fading out for like the last 20 seconds of that. So, yeah. um, you know, and you've got the kind of the intro of the, the dum, 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 yeah. at the beginning. So, you know, it takes a while to get to the lyrics even. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and th- there is a version that Prince did live, which is on the DVD, uh, you know, Prince live at the Aladdin in Las Vegas, right. which I think was from around 2000, I want to say five. Th- it has some weird kind of production stuff where, where Prince decided to overdub like kind of s- extra effects onto it. And I don't know why, mm. um, but, you know, it's a it's a good enough live version. But, you know, this was a song that Prince kind of because it's easy for him to play when he's at the piano. Yeah. He performed it on a number of tours. Um, and like I said, there's the, the, like the, the live 88 version has him as part of a piano medley. And for his last kind of five or six tours, he, he performed it at piano all the time. It's one of those songs that kind of doesn't need altering after Prince's kind of religious conversion either. It's yeah. a song that, that isn't it isn't kind of like sexy or anything. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of about a kind of relationship. So, you know, something that Prince can perform even after. His Maybe it's kind of seeking uh, absolution in a way. <laughs> if you're going yeah. kind of with uh, guilt or regret, you know, maybe that's what he's getting out of it. I will say when I was watching that live show, it felt a lot closer to Stevie Wonder's uh, work in the 70s, just with, with, when, Prince, and I'm, when Prince was like behind the piano. And I would like yeah. to just kind of watch more of how Prince played music, but it, it did seem just a little bit off. Because I think of the song as also for as bouncy and as 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 uh, as much momentum as it has, it also has kind of a somberness to it. And yeah. I and the way he was kind of moving, the way he was playing it, it reminded me of uh, Stevie Wonder's and seeing him do Superstition. So I'm like, there's like a vin- like the kind of famous. There's like a German club in the seventies. There's a video. Yeah. I know, I know that I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I get what I, Stevie Wonder has a way of performing things live. Yeah, that does. It doesn't matter what the subject matter of the song is. Doesn't matter what the tone of the song is. It always feels very kind of upbeat and and kind of. I know what you're saying. It, it kind of change. It changes the way that a lot of his songs are done. Yeah, um, but yeah, I wasn't able to find any kind of like significant cover versions of it. There were a couple of people who did like tribute versions. Yeah. But again, I'm not counting those. So, but yeah, I mean, if there's nothing else to say about a strange relationship, I, I think we should go to. to the plugs uh, absolutely uh, you can find me at eh wallace on twitter i am elliot s pumpkins if you're looking for that person <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you could write to us uh, not sure why you would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here elliot thank you very much and otherwise goodbye